The NBA Gambling Podcast from the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Get started today and you'll get a risk-free bet up to $500. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at winbet.com. That's W-Y-N-N-Bet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is your home for free daily video picks from SGPN. It's like YouTube for sports gambling. Make sure to subscribe to our profile at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. We're also brought to you by Roman. Roman is the straightforward way to take care of your ED. Just head to getroman.com slash SGP for $15 off your first month. That's getroman.com slash SGP. Finally, We've just launched two new shows in the Sports Gambling Podcast Network that you guys need to check out. Our MLB Gambling Podcast and SGPN's own Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure you're subscribed to the Sports Gambling Podcast Network feed so you never miss an episode. Just search Sports Gambling Podcast Network on your favorite podcast provider. Okay, and welcome everyone to a Wednesday morning edition of the NBA Gambling Podcast. It is Wednesday, April 28th, 10.48 a.m. Eastern Time. We're here to break down the uh, Wednesday night slate. This is your host, CB, joined as always on the Monday, Wednesday show by Moonoff. Moonoff, how are you, brother? I'm doing well, man. I stood on the chin a little bit last night, but... um... Hopefully we can bounce back here today. We got about about ten games here tonight, so uh, hopefully we can bounce back here tonight. Yeah, we had a we had a big time Monday, and maybe got a little bit yeah. too hyped up. <laughs> and then yeah. yesterday, I know Malcolm Brogdon screwed me. I saw you missed that Nurkic by the hook, right? Yeah, I think you. I think he missed it by. Yeah, I think he had ten, and then I think he, the number was ten and a half or eleven and a half. But you know, that's what kind of that's the kind of risk that we take when we're playing these player props. Is that you know, there's always that blowout potential. And, you know, we saw that last night in the Blazers game. Um, so, you know, it's just one night, but, hope, you know, we'll bounce back today. I'm, I'm certain of that. Yes, exactly. And I will say, I, I definitely, that's a great point. With We had that John Moran action on uh, Monday night. Mm-hmm. That game was kind of close to a blowout. For some reason, Memphis put Ja back in the game, down 19 there. I mean, he already mm-hmm. hit it in the third quarter, but you always run that risk when you bet overs on the player props. So, Definitely one thing yep. to uh, to look out for. Um, let's go. So, t- plan for today's show. We're going to go with a full breakdown of the Wednesday night slate. First, we may have a daily fadeaway, and I apologize if we had a little bit of tech issues at the beginning of the show. So, bear with us. Big slate tonight. A lot of games with playoff implications. Um, first, Moonoff, you wanted to give us an update on that Magic fadeaway. I did see. That defensive, that defensive rating by far and away the worst in the NBA over the last five games. Yeah, I mean, we we had talked about this on our on our um, on our Monday show, and um, you know they were playing Lakers at night, and we we said that you know keep on looking at the Lakers or their opponent team totals for any daily fadeaway, and I think the you know the Lakers one you know cashed by I think a couple points. I think I saw it around. 109 and a half round 110 and I believe they scored 114 um and that game also went over uh over the total so um we're gonna stay with Orlando Magic I know they're playing Cleveland here tonight um you know a lot of young talent out on the court tonight so we not may not see much defense here um so I'm sticking with Orlando you know taking their the full game total over the I believe I saw it at 208 and a half this morning let me just double check it um, and then also taking Cleveland's team total. Um, it, just quickly, I wrote down that, you know, Orlando Magic's last 14 games, the over is thir- 11, and th- 11 and 3 to the over. And then seven out of their last games has gone over the total also. So, you know, continue taking the Orlando Magic here. You know, young talent on the team, not playing much defense. That total now is up to um, the total now is up to 210 as of uh, as of this morning. So it opened at 280 and a half, so it's kind of on the move. I'm going to go and lock that in right now as we're talking. <laughs> yeah, dude, no spoilers, but that also that Cleveland spread is I just saw it's at three and a half right now. I just picked yeah. up the 115 in front of me. I just locked that in as well yeah. um, with this Cleveland team, obviously coming off that Kevin Love 
that's still, we talked about that a little bit with Titus yesterday, kind of mm-hmm. got a little bit more play. He had an apology, but they're trying yeah. to move forward. And we, I've, this has been a team I like to bet on. Hasn't been too profitable, obviously, but I'm going to come yeah. back to a clue tonight. I do have another, not necessarily a fadeaway, but something that I definitely wanted to point out is that, okay. and you, you had this angle last night, which I, you, you're the one who alerted me to it was this Indiana Pacers inability to defensive rebound. Um, yeah. And obviously Nurkic wasn't the one who got it done last night individually, but I didn't believe the Blazers out rebounded the Pacers by at least 20 rebounds last night. Um, their defensive rebounding rate is kind of just in a class of its own as being the worst in the NBA. Um, you know, a full over 3% worse of a defensive rebounding rate than the next worst team. They only rebound 65% of opponent misses. So there's definitely going to be a lot of opportunity. Obviously, Robert Covington was the one who benefited last night on the Blazers. Um, mm-hmm. But at, if the Pacers continue to go with this new lineup with um, Sabonis and Turner both hurt, um, you know, you're obviously going to see um, a smaller team, a team that wants to get out and transition more, less boxing out, less crashing of the glass. So player prop rebound totals will be um, in play against the Indiana Pacers. I had a question for you, Munaf, and your approach. I feel like I have a really hard time betting unders on player props. And I, I yeah. wanted to know kind of your process in terms of what are you looking for if you're looking to play an under? I think most people find it easier to say, okay, you know, this, this, I think this guy might have a good game tonight. But I think a lot of people have a harder time, you know, building up those angles to try to go under on a player prop. Yeah. Um, I always tell people that are betting unders life is too short for unders, um, you know, betting <laughs> on sports. So, you know, I mean, when you see the player props that I play, I think 99% are like are all overplays on, on players. And, and even my like team totals are on overplays. And I just like finding the angles that are, um, um, I guess finding angles where, you know, a, a player, is going to have a better matchup against a team that's kind of regressing or not playing well. Like a case in point, like we talked about the Orlando magic. Um, and then down how you just brought up the Indiana Pacers, um, you know, take a look at last night, just as an example that if you wanted to take the rebounding props on some of these guys last night, they had three guys did the uh, Portland trailblazers in double digits in rebounding. So you know, personally for me, when I'm handicapping games, I like looking at, you know, like, like I mentioned, like defenses that are not playing well. And then like finding those, if there's a play, a certain player or a certain position on the floor that that team is really struggling against. And I think once we get into the Orlando game, I'll, I have another angle that I kind of want to mention. Um, so, you know, kind of looking at that and I know unders are not fun, right? Like it's not fun betting unders, but again, there's, there's profitable angles. So if you see something, I think for example, we'll get like, I think for Westbrook rebounding prop may be set at a high total tonight, but then when you have Andre Drummond and Anthony Davis inside, that will be grabbing those rebounds. That might be something to look at at taking a, maybe a Westbrook under the rebounds prop here tonight, but maybe that market does adjust for something like that. But, you know, once we get to that game, I'll, I'll try to pull up that number and, and we can discuss that then. Yes, sir. So let's get right into it. No further, uh, no further reason to keep it off the Wednesday, April 28th slate. Uh, we got 10 games and a lot of, you know, playoff on playoff teams. Uh, so let's get right into it here. The Philadelphia Sixers are at home laying eight points to the banged up Atlanta Hawks who come into town off that loss in Detroit. Total is at 217. Mudoff, where, what are you seeing with this game here? Yeah, um, I think that, you know, we kind of saw last game where Atlanta fell back down to earth after having those two impressive wins over Miami and Milwaukee without Trey young, obviously you take a look at their injury report. They still have a lot of guys out. Obviously Trey young is still out. Um, and then, you know, we're seeing game time decisions for Kevin Herter. Uh, Cam Reddish has been out. Um, uh, Deandre Hunter has been out for, for them. So do we think that there's enough for Atlanta to keep up with Philly here tonight as far as scoring? I think this might be more of a defensive game. I really don't have a lean on on, on the side, but I feel like this might be a, a gritty game where, where we see defense being played. I kind of like that under 217. Two 
Yeah, I do kind of see the case for the under in this game. Obviously, a relatively clean entry report for the Sixers here tonight. Uh, Mike Scott only won on the pine. So hopefully we do get some of these guys back. Uh, you know, Simmons and Beat and Tobias being a little more consistent with their appearances the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. You know, what's kind of stopping us from going from going to Philly minus eight here? I mean, they do feel like kind of a, a, a superior opponent at home um, with the Hawks, you know, I think with Atlanta, they did have some nice moments out immediately after the Trey injury kind of came a little bit more back mm-hmm. down to earth after, after Detroit. So I do kind of think that this might be a, a good time to get on Philly at home and, you know, playing the eight, they've been great home team all year. And I think they kind of have a yeah. chance to dominate here. Um, you know, that Joel Embiid, Clint Capella matchup is obviously going to be really fun to watch tonight. Yeah. And you kind of take a look at the box score for the, um, the Pistons victory over the Atlanta Hawks, you know, Atlanta just did not have a great shooting night in that game. Okay. Four of 27 from three point land, um, you know, 16 turnovers. So, you know, uh, Philly being a better defensive team and them kind of being at home tonight, I, I, you know, I think that they do kind of dominate Philly here. So, you know, I think it kind of convinced me there to take the, take Philly minus eight there. Yeah. And I will say, I, I do think that Philly, um, you know, might be a good partner with Utah or Boston, not to spoil mm-hmm. the rest of the slate, but those are two teams that I think on a money line parlay, you have Philly as a minus 340 leg here. So, mm-hmm. you know, good good opportunity maybe to get a little money line parlay. I definitely think they, they get this win, especially with Brooklyn getting that win last night. You know, this this one and two seed race obviously is going to be very interesting the rest of the season. Any player prop action that you have in this game? Uh, not in this game. I have a couple for some of the later games, but um, no, for this particular one, I didn't have one. Okay, the next game on the slate. Let's go to D.C., where the Washington Wizards are a one-point home dog to the Los Angeles Lakers. Lakers coming into town here, led by Anthony Davis. He is probable for this game. Got to expect that he'll go. Mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook off the injury report. So this should be a really fun game to watch, actually. Yeah. I will say that that Wizards-Spurs game, did you catch any of that the other night? That I did. I was watching that because we had, I think, the plus three and a half on the Wizards. Yeah. That yeah, the the late fourth quarter and the overtime of that game was one of the most entertaining games that I've seen this season. Just ridiculous shot making by both teams. Yeah, it's um, like they were not missing any shots. It was crazy. Yeah, they were missing yeah. nothing. And obviously, that game got up to like one forty in the one forties for both teams with the mm-hmm. OT to help the total. So here, the Wizards one point home dog, and I gotta say, I kind of like them here. Um, Lakers have looked, you know, they got they were able to get that win against the Magic, but that game was kind of in the balance throughout. Uh, they yeah. pulled away late. So where are you going with this spot here, Monaf? Yeah, I mean, the Wizards are playing well, right? We mentioned, I mean, against the the overtime victory where I think, you know, the Spurs were not missing a single shot in, down that stretch in the fourth quarter and overtime. I mean, DeMar DeRozan had a chance to win it in regulation, but, you know, I think it, it almost went in and, and just popped right back out for him. But, um, you know, I, we take a look at the Lakers. So yeah, they've been kind of struggling here. Um, you know, they had those three straight losses. And then, like we just mentioned against Orlando, that, that game was kind of, you know, hanging in the balance. But then Lakers were about to pull – were pulled away, you know, that final two minutes. So we were about to hit some shots. You know, looking at Washington, they've now covered, I want to say, three straight games here, uh, four straight games. And then I think before that, it was like eight out of nine. So I think we get a motivated effort from the Washington Wizards uh, playing against the former champions. You know, you're always going to get your A game playing against, you know, opponents, especially when you're the defending champs going into their building. So, um, you know, Bradley Beal has had some success against the Lakers here. And, you know, we know what Russell Westbrook can do. Uh, quickly uh, get your thoughts on this game. I want to see if this, what this rebounding prop phrase for Russell Westbrook tonight. Yeah. And I will say one of my favorite, one of my favorite, like fun parts of betting underdogs at home, like or just underdogs in general was, I was rooting for that DeMar DeRozan shot to go in. I'm sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure you yeah, are also. So yeah. you have the Wizards plus the three and a half. You don't want OT with the underdog on the spread. So, you know, I'm, I'm rooting for the Wizards all game. And then when it gets down to that final shot, I want the Spurs to hit the buzzer meter. Yeah. So that's always <laughs> one of those fun parts of basketball. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, I think the, the Wizards here, um, you know, they were right there with San Antonio. I will say, I think what's a, a little bit, how much of that three and a half opener against the Spurs was due to that Westbrook questionable tag? Um, mm-hmm. Because, you know, the Lakers with AD in 
probably, I would say, a similar caliber team to the Spurs. Um, so with the Lakers coming into town, obviously Dennis Schroeder, you know, they, they've had some other guys stepping up. So I would lean to the Wizards plus the one, but not necessarily a strong feel. You said you had a player prop here. You know, I was just looking at what Westbrook, I mean, you know, with Anthony Davis and Andre Drummond back, I mean, the offensive rebounding or, you know, the shot making <clears throat> will, will be there for the Lakers, especially on the inside. So will that kind of limit the rebounding opportunities for Russell Westbrook? But um, in the one game, obviously they've played this season against the Lakers. Westbrook had 32, 14 and nine in that game. So I'm currently seeing Westbrook's rebounding prop at 12 and a half. Um, I'm just going to put a pizza bet down on, on that under. I know earlier we talked about <laughs> uh, uh, taking under on player props. So here's the first one of the season. You know, it's not going to be something significant in a full unit, but I'm just going to put like a quarter of a unit on it just to see how the rebounding is for the, for the Lakers versus uh, versus Russell Westbrook tonight. There we go. Yeah. This should be a fun game to watch. Anything else on this game? You got moon off. No, that's it. No, let's, let's take a quick break here to hear from our first sponsors, and then we'll come back and get back to the rest of this slate here. Today's episode of the NBA Gambling Podcast is brought to you by WinBet. WinBet is bringing you the action of real sports betting with the Win Las Vegas experience. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports games with generous promos, odds, and parlays happening right now at WinBet. Get started today and you'll receive a special offer of up to $500 risk-free sports bet. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at winbet.com. That's W-Y-N-N-Bet.com. And download the app today. I'm looking at the Knicks as a home dog tonight on WinBet. Going to get down on that. Guys, you can't beat this special offer. $500 risk-free sports bet. Make sure to get the details at winbet.com. Today's episode of the NBA Gambling Podcast is brought to you by Roman. Look, no one's perfect. Even the best baseball players strike out with the bases loaded. Best golfers sometimes three-putt with the tournament on the line. So if you feel like you come up short in the bedroom sometimes, it's perfectly okay. But if it's bothering you now, you have options. Go to GetRoman.com SGP now. With Roman... You'll get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. And if medication is appropriate, it ships to you free with two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward and discreet. And getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com SGP. Take care of your ED without leaving home and complete an online visit today to connect with a doctor and take care of it. Here we go, guys. Go to GetRoman.com slash SGP now. Get $15 off your first month. Look, guys, there's a straightforward way to take care of your ED. Go to GetRoman.com slash SGP and get started now to save $15 on your first month of treatment. Okay, coming back off the break. A completely meaningless game that I think we will have way too much action on is the Orlando Magic going to Cleveland, where the <laughs> Cleveland Cavaliers are a three-and-a-half-point home favorite, starting to tick up in front of us, as I said earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, still a three-and-a-half right now. Total is at 210. Um, so, obviously, we're going to start with Daily Fadeaway. Do we, are we taking Cleveland over the 107 on their team total? Yeah, I, I'm going to go ahead and take that. I already locked that in. Um, you know, when we were talking about it earlier, that number was moving. You take a look at what Cleveland, over their last, you know, four to five games here, they put up 105, 121, 102, 110, and then 96. Again, now you're going up against a one of the, the worst defense over the last 10 games, like we've mentioned in Orlando Magic. Um, I think this is a good bounce-back spot for Cleveland because of the performance they had against Toronto with the whole Kevin Love thing and, and all that stuff. So, um, I'll, I'll gladly take, you know, Cleveland at home here, minus the three and a half. I think it's up to minus four now, I believe. Um, but yeah, I do like the spot for, um, Cleveland here tonight. And the player prop, uh, one of our guys on the Slack channel had mentioned this about Darius Garland playing well without Colin Sexton. I believe he is ruled out tonight. Um, so continue to go and take that Darius Garland, uh, points, rebounds and assists prop over. Yeah, I was actually going to mention that and see what your thoughts on that. Well, they, he he did struggle a little bit against uh, Toronto. Still got those ten assists, so um, mm-hmm. he was able to put up twenty five of the of the points, rebounds, and assists. I'm going to pull it up right here. What is Darius Garland? He is uh, at thirty four and a half. 
34 and a half. I mean, that's a yeah. little bit high. Um, let's see what he's been averaging last last 10 games. He has been averaging 22 points, eight assists, three boards. So that would still leave you wonder, obviously, but that some of those games did have Colin Sexton involved. So I think yeah. Garland is a guy, and definitely, obviously, with you know this Magic defense, how much they've been struggling, should be a good opportunity for Darius Garland to get a ton of reps and pick and roll and kind of be able to you know spread the ball around to – other guys get his assist, get to that pull-up. So mm-hmm. I do like Darius Garland in this matchup, especially going up against other young guards. You know, it's not like last night where you do have to face, you know, a Kyle Lowry and a Fred Van Vliet and that type of thing. So or whether that was two nights ago, I guess. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm, I, I like that team total for Cleveland. I also like Cleveland minus a three and a half. I, I think that with Orlando, these two teams are, are – Cleveland's kind of – been pretty static all year kind of stayed at a similar level and we've talked about how orlando is kind of heading down towards the tank and i i think this kind of reminds me a little bit of that minnesota houston game last night um mm. where and I, uh minnesota got that done right i fell asleep before it was over yeah they won by i believe seven yeah so they got the they got the cover and the win i think this is kind of a similar spot except you had the team at home so you know three mm. and a half points but i think it's a good time to get on cleveland full game total 210 i'm guessing we're going over there then yeah, I mean, why not? I, I think the line is moving in the right direction there. If we if we like the over, again, opened up at 208 and a half and now up to 210. So, you know, Orlando has, you know, they have guys that can knock down shots and they have athletic guys. So it's not like they, they're not scoring the basketball either. either. You know, Orlando, uh, sorry, Cleveland, obviously even without Colin Sexton, they, like we mentioned, still have Darius Garland. They still have Isaac Okoro and Kevin Love. I think she'll have a bounce back game here tonight. The one more player uh, that I did want to mention for tonight is uh, Jared Allen. Uh, Orlando's defense at that center position, fourth worst um, in the league over the past two weeks, giving up 29 points per game and close to 21 rebounds to that center position. So, you know, they don't really have that true big man inside. I know they have Wendell Carter Jr. and Mo Bamba coming off the bench, but um, I think Jared Allen should, should be able to have a good game, at least rebound the basketball tonight. Yes, sir. Let's go to the next game on the slate. Let's go to Boston, where the Celtics were had the embarrassing fate of snapping the Thunder's uh, 15-game losing streak at home last night um, without without Tatum, without Kemba, despite heroic efforts from Jalen Brown and Peyton Pritchard off the bench as well. Um, mm-hmm. Took a four-point home loss to Boston to OKC yesterday. Now these Charlotte Hornets come to town, where the Boston Celtics are a six and a half point favorite at home. Total at 215 and a half. Got to think that Tatum and or Kemba comes back for this one, especially with that loss yesterday with playoff implications. Munaf, where are you going with this one here? Yeah, I did see last night a report came out that Kemba Walker was going to be out at least two more games. I don't wow. know if that included last night's. And so if it was last night and tonight or tonight in their next game, but he's definitely out tonight. I think they should be getting uh, Jason Tatum back tonight it still seems as a game time decision yeah um but i think this is going to be one of the more fun games also to watch here tonight you know i really love watching the charlotte hornets team they made a effort to kind of come back against milwaukee but it was just milwaukee was just too much for them last night i was watching this game also um you know quickly i'm trying to see what um the boston celtics do after uh, after a loss here, I'm trying to pull that up. But yeah, while uh, you pull that up, I will say it. these two teams did play obviously on Sunday mm-hmm. and the Hornets got that big win at home with the yeah. big fourth quarter pulling away. Um, so, you know, I think is there a revenge angle, but also I think Charlotte felt comfortable in that game. Obviously they got up 43 threes in that game, hit 21 of them. Mm-hmm. So they did hit, you know, four, that's 49%. That might be something to, uh, to factor in a bit here is that they had some really hot shooting and especially, you know, Devonte Graham went six of 11, Terry Rozier five of nine. So the backcourt definitely had that pull up three game going. Yeah. And not much for Boston after a loss 15 and 14 against the spread. So, um, but I do like uh, Terry Rozier here tonight, going back to Boston where, you know, he was in that part of that deal and that sign and trade for Kimba Walker. So maybe a little revenge angle for him, who knows, yep. you know, going back to the garden. So I currently see his points total. I think I saw it at 21 and a half when I locked it in this morning. Um, let me double check that. Um, yeah, he was yeah 21 and a half. So I do like Terry Rozier to go over that points here tonight. I'm going to stick with, I want I would, want to stick with Charlotte, but then, you know, <clears throat> I think this might be a revenge spot for 
for Boston, you know, coming off that embarrassing loss on Sunday, like you mentioned, if they're able to get Jason Tatum back playing tonight, um, that might change my opinion a little bit. But right now, if Jason Tatum is out, I'll I'll take Charlotte uh, plus the points there. Yeah, and just let me just pull up real quick. We had so a uh, a Philly Boston money line parlay comes mm-hmm. out. I, I don't know the exact math, but somewhere around you know minus one thirty five, minus one forty. So I think okay. that might be something I, I will try out tonight. I think yeah, I mean the six and a half. It's kind of a big spread, right? I mean I feel like Charlotte's been really competitive, and Boston hasn't been playing their best basketball as of late. Um, kind of been up and down and. Brad Steven had Brad Stevens had some big time comments in the post game last night. Obviously, just a really bad loss, a really really bad loss for Boston yeah. in the middle of the playoff race to lose to OKC, who is probably trying to lose. Um, mm. So, you know, I, I guess I would maybe lean to the six and a half with Charlotte, but I do think Boston gets this done at home. Um, hopefully, Tatum back. So, obviously, pay attention to that early injury report and see if he's on it or not. Any thoughts on the total here at two fifteen and a half? Yeah, I think if these two teams are able to knock down shots like they were, um, you know, back on Sunday, I think that we will get a better d- offensive performance out of the Boston Celtics. My numbers have this capped at 222. So, you know, okay. maybe some value there on the over um, for this game tonight. I, I guess I'll ask a follow up on that. I mean, how, how do you, I know you make numbers on totals and spreads. How do you kind of decide when? you know, it's time to play one of those based on what your numbers say. And how does that kind of factor into your approach when you pull up the slate in the morning? Yeah. So, you know, what I like to do is kind of get my sheet going uh, the night before to kind of see what my numbers are saying. And then, you know, the disadvantage that I do have is because I do, you know, book with the local is that, I kind of get the stale numbers, but then I kind of, I do have an offshore book where they the numbers are released you know, the night before or they're, they're the opening line. So I kind of like, you know, comparing the numbers to what my, my numbers are obviously when I have my raw numbers, now I have to kind of go in and make those adjustments where number one, looking at the injury report. So a guy like Jason Tatum, how many points is the award to the line? Is it it one and a half, two points. And then um, going back and looking at what teams have done over the past 10 games on their defensive offensive, uh, efficiency rating. So that's kind of where my baseline starts to making, you know, obviously because we do, I do use season long numbers. I also have home and road splits and then their, uh, uh, their efficiency over their last three games. But then I think, I feel like that's a little smaller sample. So I like going back and looking at their last 10 games and then checking the injury report and adjusting numbers based on that. There we go. And obviously, yeah, we'll continue to pick your brain, obviously, with what you, all the expertise that you bring to the table throughout the season so we can continue to learn. Um, yeah. Let's go to the next game on the slate where the New York Knicks are a four-point home favorite to the Chicago Bulls. Always find this interesting that, you know, you can kind of get a sense of where books are at, where the Bulls were a six-point dog in Miami about two days ago. So kind of maybe a little bit of a comparison for what they think of Miami versus New York. Um, the yep. Knicks laying forward of the Bulls at home. Totals at 209. Total might be a little bit low. The Knicks quietly have been one of the better offenses in the league and yep. uh, over the past, you know, five, 10 games, making a lot of shots, obviously, but starting to figure out some stuff on that end. Um, Bulls obviously remain without Zach Levine. Um, Knicks, pretty clean injury report, still have Alec Burks in the health and safety protocols, but Derrick Rose has kind of stepped into the role that Burks was playing earlier. Derrick Rose has been playing really well here. So maybe a potential revenge angle. I know you like to play those. Uh, what are your thoughts on this uh, this four-point spread here? Yeah, is it me or just spread seem a little low for the New York Knicks? I mean, It does. It does. Right. Um, I know these two teams have matched up earlier in the season. Um, they had that two-game miniseries back on February 1st and February 3rd, and they they split those games, but not having, I think, Zach Levine for the Chicago Bulls, you know, offensively, they've been struggling. So um, I think this is a good bounce-back spot for New York at home. I mean, maybe another Moneyline parlay piece if you want to parlay that with the Sixers or, or yeah. Boston tonight, so maybe a three-team Moneyline parlay there. But, um, you know, like you mentioned, New York Knicks, number one, offensive uh, efficient rated team over the past 10 games. So, you know, they're they're making shots. They're they're, you know, I've, I love watching this New York team. 
um, they have the shot makers from a kind of like the three point range and then the mid range game. And then also inside. Right. So I think that's what makes this New York team, New York Knicks team really good after a loss against the spread 17 and 10 are the New York Knicks. So I'll take that minus four all day for, for New York here tonight. Yeah, I think I'm going with the minus four as well. I will. So the Bulls obviously did get that really impressive win in Miami um, in their last game, outscoring the Heat by 14 points in the fourth quarter. But you kind of dig deeper into the box score. The Heat shot six of 36 from three in that game. Um, Duncan Robinson also had to leave that game. He was feeling ill on the court. So, you know, I think with the Bulls maybe a little bit inflated here. And I think with the Knicks, I mean – Look, they were, they were right there with the Suns. And remember, yeah. they were an underdog in that game. That that game basically played to a draw. Obviously, Chris Paul, you know, we were on him for some player props. Really, really fun way to end that yeah. game to get those to go over and hit the Suns on the spread. Um, so, yeah, I think this, this number does feel a little bit short. I will go with the Knicks minus the four. Knicks' first half has been an absolute wagon, and I feel like, it's kind of gotten a little bit less play on social media and all that than it was earlier in the year when it was on like a 19 and one stretch or whatever, but minus two in the first half. I mean, do we jump back on that bandwagon again here tonight? Yeah. Why not? I mean, like we said, you know, 17, 10 after a loss, I'll kind of try to dig deeper if I get time uh, today to kind of look at what they've done in the first half after a loss. So it's kind of 27 games to go through, but um you know, they're right there in the, the in the Eastern Conference uh, playoff race. I know they want to get into the playoffs. Now you're taking on a lesser opponent in the Chicago Bulls who did kind of get that victory against Miami, like you mentioned. But Miami, as of late or over their past, you know, five to ten games have a tendency to let teams back into the game in the second half. And, you know, Chicago was able to get back in and get the victory. But back to the New York team, I mean, you know, if the market, I don't understand why the market still hasn't adjusted because they've been playing so well, at least in the first half, you know, take that minus two in the first half or, you know, maybe another money line, money line parlay piece first half to, you know, another team, like we mentioned, the Sixers or Boston or, or, or Utah tonight. So um, yeah, why not take the minus two, take the minus four for New York. There you go. Any other plays you got in this game here? No, I don't have anything else for this game. Sounds good. Let's take another quick break and then we'll come back with the rest of the slate. Today's episode of the NBA Gambling Podcast is brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is like YouTube, but for what hashtag Digins only care about, and that's sports betting. We're giving out free daily video picks over on our Better Than Vegas profile page. And Better Than Vegas is always running a ton of free contests as well. They have a ton of free picks and handicappers to check out. Make sure to subscribe to our profile so you don't miss a pick at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. We're also brought to you by Riffer. The Sports Gambling Podcast is now on Riffer. Riffer is your home to mini episodes and free picks from the SGPN crew. When you don't have time to listen to an entire episode, Riffer is the perfect quick fix. So make sure to subscribe to the SGPN page by going to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Riffer. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash R-I-F-F-R. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Riffer. Okay, coming back off the break, let's go to Miami where the San Antonio Spurs are in town. The Heat, four and a half point home favorite. Total at 213. Kind of feels like a little bit of a similar spot. I mean, Small number here for the Heat at home. Obviously, they struggle and um, just came off that loss to the Bulls. So, on first glance, kind of do like the Heat here, but uh, maybe that's just my prior kind of thought of this team. Where are you going with this game here, Munaf? Yeah, I, I, I'll i go the other way. I just don't trust this Miami team. I don't know what's going off. It's a hangover from the finals, and it's carried throughout the season. I mean, we know they've dealt with COVID issues and injuries and guys being in and out of the lineup, but there's just something about this Miami team that I can't figure out. San Antonio, you know, on the road, you kind of take a look at their numbers, 28, 20 and 8 against the spread on the road, 12 and 4 as road underdogs against the spread. Um, so, you know, I'm going to stick with San Antonio. I kind of like what I saw from, um, them against Washington. You know, they, they didn't, they didn't give up that game. Obviously they won that game. So, um, you know, DeMar DeRozan is playing well, you know, you take a look at Shante Murray and, and Patty Mills made some insane shots in that game. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to stay with San Antonio plus the four. I think this, 
these two teams got together, I think last week or, or prior to, and Miami blew them out, I think by 20 points. So maybe a revenge angle for, for San Antonio going into Miami tonight. Yeah, that's a good point. They did, they did play two weeks ago. Uh, Heat in San Antonio won that game 107 87. Um, now, you know, coming in here, total at 213, maybe a tad high. I could see this case for this going under. Yeah. Obviously, the Heat do have that bring that defense to the table. Um, injury report Derek White is out. He had a nasty uh, ankle sprain in that Wizards game. And for the Heat, Tyler Hero questionable, Kendrick Nunn questionable as well. Um, yeah, I mean, I think. You you do do kind of make a good case for the Spurs and, and the Heat are not trustworthy right now. Um, so yeah, I mean I think this number kind of reflects what I was saying earlier. We're still thinking of this Heat team as an NBA finalist. Um, so I, I do maybe see the case for Spurs or a pass here. Definitely a tougher number. What about that total at two thirteen? Last two times these two last time these two teams played went well under this total. Yeah, I think uh, you know. Let me just quickly see what, where they're they're paces out of for these two teams over the last 10 games um miami dead last in pace with charlotte down there and then san antonio's at uh number 23 so definitely two teams that are you know don't like pushing the pace um i think this will be more of a defensive game and, and shot making is going to be at a premium here tonight you know miami like we've mentioned like they don't like pushing the pace so they like getting into their half court set with jimmy butler kind of running the show and you know, rebounding has been an issue for Miami also. So uh, I kind of do like that under 213 here tonight. Yeah, I just want to give a shout out with the Spurs. Jakob Pertl is someone who he is a really, really good defender. I think he, you know, not not one of the more hyped up big men in the league, but I think he is someone who, if he was on a contender, would be getting defensive player of the year talk. He had some contests at the rim in that Wizards game that were just really good and, you know, his verticality. So it will be fun to see him match up with Bam tonight. Any other plays in this game or keep moving on? I uh, wanted to quickly mention, uh, I was just trying to pull up, like you mentioned, uh, Yacht Hurdle here. Uh, oh, rebounding prop? What his, yeah, rebounding prop maybe here tonight. Um, it's at seven and a half. I know Miami has been struggling with that center position. Let me quickly see um, how many rebounds are given up to that center position. Yeah, so they're giving up 30.2 points to that center position and 14.4 uh, rebounds to that center position. So maybe if you want to take a look at a combo of points and rebounds for, for Jakob Hurdle, I currently see that 18 and a half. His points are currently at eight and a half. So maybe, you know, if he gets some putbacks or, or, you know, he gets a driving DeMar DeRozan, he kind of dishes it off to him. So maybe some easy points for him and his rebounds are only at seven and a half. So I kind of like that over for, for him at seven and a half. Yeah, I do like that as well. Let's go to Denver, where the Nuggets are a three and a half point home favorite to the New Orleans Pelicans coming into town. Total at two thirty. Lots of these little short spreads here tonight. That you know, it's very hard not to want to bite on some of these favorites. Um, yeah. Where are you going with this spot here, Munaf? Yeah, I mean, um, we, we got to shout out this Denver team. You know, I personally was like like waiting for them to kind of fall off the earth without Jamal Murray and now Will Barton, but they find ways to win games. You know, Jokic has been um, incredible for them, obviously paying out an MVP level. But I think the one guy that has been made the difference for them has been Michael Porter Jr. for uh, for the Denver Nuggets. Um, but, uh, you know, I'll let you dig into more Denver here in a little bit. But uh, as far as this game tonight – I think I'm going to stay away because I, I want to take the Pelicans here tonight because I feel like this is a tough matchup for the Denver Nuggets at home dealing with Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson and, and, and Lonzo Ball here tonight. Um, but I've been burned too many times fade trying to fade this Denver team without Jamal Murray. So um, if you had to put a gun to my head, I would take the New Orleans Pelicans, but I'm, I'm not going to bet this game tonight. Yeah, last time these two teams matched up was – a uh, these two teams actually had two matchups that both ended at 113, 108, uh, one and one in those two. Um, okay. you know, yeah, definitely with Denver has been playing well and they kind of have taken on a little bit more of a defensive identity now without Jamal, mm -hmm. without Monte, without Will Barton. You know, Faku Campazzo and PJ Dozier are two guys who in the past were kind of their defensive specialists, right? Now those guys are taking on a much bigger role. It kind of Change the identity of the team a little bit. So I do like what they brought to the table. Michael Porter Jr. 
I think has been more in the flow of things than he's ever been in Denver as a true number two. Now that Jamal's out of there, he's not that third guy anymore. He's kind of the second fiddle. He's been scoring at will. So definitely want to take a look at his numbers for tonight. I think with Denver, um, you know, I I think with that Memphis-Denver spot the other night, we did kind of miss the angle that that was the second game of a back-to-back at altitude for Memphis. Yeah, uh, kind of ticked off that we didn't catch that on the on the uh, you know kind of a scheduled loss aspect for Memphis. John Morant still got it done for us, obviously. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think this is a definitely a tougher game here. Um, let me just see what uh, Michael Porter Jr. is at on the points prop. He is at um, twenty three and a half. Okay. Uh, kind of like that over. He's been he's been definitely eclipsing that in recent form. Um, you know. On the spread, I do agree. I would probably say Nuggets are pass here, but don't really want any part of this number here. Um, any thoughts on the total at 230? Two teams, you might think it would lean more towards the over, but Denver has been playing much better defense as of late. Yeah, and another team that's been playing really well on defense, the Pelicans, number yep. two rated over the last 10 games. So, you know, you have two teams that are, like we, like you mentioned, with Denver kind of taking on more of an identity of playing defense because fully capable of what they can do on offense is that they focus on the defensive end. And now, you know, like I said, New Orleans Pelicans number two. So this might be a big number, especially with two teams. Uh, number one, Denver, you know, fighting for playoff positioning and trying to stay within where, where they are right now. And then Pelicans trying to make that push to get into that play in game. So uh, we might see more, more defense compared to offense in, in this game, at least, um, you know, Pelicans have been an over cash cow this season. As far as this game, um, you know, I think this might be a good opportunity for a live bet just to see how this game kind of starts. If they're playing with pace and then making shots, um, you know, you might want to, you know, grab a total if, if it's still hovering around that opening number or sorry, the game game time total of two twenty nine and a half or two thirty. Yeah. And I think I think with, with the Pelicans, too, it's kind of like they're going to push early. So and because, mm-hmm. you know, they're kind of I think you know, three and a half games out of the play-in right now. And with the, you know, Zion Williamson, I think that's a guy that could potentially see a lot of rest down the stretch if they're not going to make it. So, you know, this mm-hmm. is another game they're going to try to go get, try to stay in that picture because if they fall out of it, I think you're going to start to see them kind of fold it up and look ahead to the offseason. Um, so this is definitely a fun game to watch. 9-10 tip on the East Coast. Um a, a tough game, and I think, like you said, one that you might want to get a chance to look at a little bit and then bet live, especially with Denver, kind of how green they are with this new, basically a whole new team. Yeah. Um, you know, Aaron Gordon, three new starters with Gordon, Capazzo, and Dozier, and then Michael Porter Jr. kind of playing a totally different role. Um, so they will be, uh, you know, a lot more to learn about Denver. But, yeah, credit to them. They're playing really well. And, look, they're kind of, if, if they get this win tonight and the Clippers are an underdog tonight, they will be one game out of the three seed. Um, so, you know, still a lot to be said about this Western Conference playoff picture. Yep. Let's go to Memphis where we have the – what is this the third time in four games these two teams match up um mm-hmm. kind of a little bit of a rivalry building out here in the back of the western conference the portland trailblazers go to memphis where the grizzlies are a one and a half point home favorite total at 240 high total again for the blazers remember memphis just beat this team twice on their home turf in portland portland got the win last night in indiana to kind of stabilize the ship a little bit um but this will definitely be a fun one to watch. Munaf, where are you going with this game here? Yeah, I mean, it's it's got to be like Portland or pass, right? I mean, you're kind of – Portland last night just shot the ball incredibly well from three-point land. I think they were like 20 of 35. So um, it, do we kind of see like Memphis – the question for me is, does Memphis really beat a team three times – out of their last four games like that's a big question for me i i think this is maybe the game of the year for portland you know i mean yeah because if you kind of take a look at their schedule now they have brooklyn on friday i believe and they have boston atlanta so if they lose this game here tonight they might be in some trouble for in in a playoff seating because they have some tough opponents coming up and the, the the final stretch of that the season four the Portland Trailblazers, it's it's tough. They have Utah, uh, Phoenix, and then Denver. So, wow, yeah. So this, I think this this is this is the game of the year for Portland here tonight. And I think they, they their get right game was last night. They shot the ball really well. Hopefully that can carry 
that momentum into tonight against the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, short, you know, trip from Indiana down to Memphis. So um, I'm going to reluctantly take, I'm going to take Portland here tonight. I think, you know, Damian Lillard and, and CJ McCollum, who had good games last night, hopefully they can carry that momentum here into Memphis and, and, you know, possibly that revenge angle is on their minds tonight. So I'll, I'll take Portland here tonight. Any, any hesitation that, uh, or not hesitation, but just kind of interesting that Memphis was a four-point dog and a three-and-a-half-point dog in those two games in Portland, respectively. So now laying one-and-a-half, obviously probably a slight upgrade, but you know what do we make of that home court advantage kind of shift of the, of the line here? I, I do kind of agree this might be a sell-high point for Memphis. Mm-hmm. Um, Portland, you know, this definitely is one of the bigger games in their season, and I think for Dame and CJ especially, I mean, are they going to keep letting John Morant and Jaron Jackson, these younger guys, kind of bully them a little bit? I, I Obviously, CJ uh, got Ja badly in the play-in game last year yeah. with those buckets closing, but this is definitely a fun rivalry here. Um, you know, I, I think I probably Portland are past two as well for me. I mean, we don't really know how much home court is meaning this year, but, you know, this was a four-point underdog uh, just, what, five nights ago? Yeah. Um, and now, you know, laying one and a half at home. So I would definitely lean towards Portland. Super high total at 240. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, you took a look. They, they That first game where they played that back-to-back series on last Friday, they scored 258 points. <laughs> and then on Sunday, they were around 233. So, I mean, they're getting 230-plus easily in these games. Um, I, I would probably take a look at Portland's team total here tonight. Um, let me see if I can. Do you see that currently in your screen? Yes, it is at it. 119. 119 and a half, I'm seeing. But, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I kind of like that Portland team total over here. I, I don't think that <clears throat> this is going to be a defensive game. Portland has really been struggling on defensive end. I mean, they got lucky last night because they were shooting the ball so well that it ended up, you know, where the starters didn't play. But Portland, number 21 defensive rating over the last 10 games. Memphis is at number 23. So two teams that are not playing not playing good defense here as we wind down the season here. Offensive official, or sorry, pace-wise, Memphis is at number 10 and Portland is at number 18. And then quickly offensively, um, Portland has number so two top two teams in the top ten at number nine and number ten. So, um, you know, I, obviously I expect to see points again here tonight. Um, uh, again, another game that I kind of want to see how these how the game starts and maybe a live opportunity. Yeah, and I, and I also kind of for the Blazers playing the back to back, but because they were able to get the blowout last night, not too many minutes on the starters. Uh, Norm Powell only played 20. Nurk only played 20. CJ 25. Dame was the highest starter. He only played 31 minutes. So, you know, I think maybe if you're looking at the back to back, you know, you definitely want to factor that in. Yep. Any player props in this game you got? I'm probably want to, do we kind of want to continue to ride John Morant here? I mean, you know, he's been playing well as of late. Let me see if I can find something on Damian Lillard here tonight. I think if Portland is going to win a game, it's going to have to be on the back of Damian Lillard. And I currently see his points prop at 26 and a half. I, I kind of like that number. I think he should be able to get 30 here tonight. Um, and then CJ McCollum is at 22 and a half. So, you know, maybe a, a, a uh, Damian Lillard uh, points prop here tonight. I think, I think he, those, two losses are going to carry heavy on his shoulders and he'll probably will his team to a victory here tonight. Yeah. And obviously jaw all the way up to 22 and a half. So we yeah. had, we had him at what 19 and a half in that Denver mm-hmm. game, obviously a higher total here, but you know, you're yeah. seeing the upgrade right before our eyes. I will say for jaw on the points, rebounds and assists still only at 34 and a half, but definitely a little upgrade for jaw plus the high total. Um, but yeah, this can be a really – I definitely want to – we, we got to talk after we get the whole slate what our TV schedule is going to be for tonight <laughs> yeah. in terms of what games we're going to watch. Let's go to Sacramento where the Utah Jazz coming in off another loss to the Minnesota Timberwolves. They are an eight-and-a-half-point favorite in Sacramento. Total at 222. Mike Conley is out for this game, I believe, with a hamstring strain. Um, so that's another thing yeah. to watch for the Jazz Kind of a high spread without him. Uh, where are you going with this game here, Munaf? Yeah, I mean, now you don't have Mike Conley. You don't have Donovan Mitchell, but Utah's still laying eight points on the road against Sacramento, which they're still playing hard, right? I mean, yep. 
when since deer and fox has been out you know due to covid um harrison barnes has kind of taken over as that scoring and then you know obviously tyrese halliburton um i'm gonna take sacramento here plus the eight points at home tonight i think this is too big of a spread for for utah without their their point guard so now you have now your bench gets real thin because yeah. i see that they're going to be starting um jordan clarkson so now you're trying to you're you're relying on your number eight and number nine guys to kind of step up but i i do like sacramento in this home spot as a home underdog tonight yeah and i think for the kings harrison barnes no injury report submitted yet but he either took a shot to the nuts or he pulled a groin. I couldn't, I couldn't tell okay. which one it was late in that Dallas game. He was obviously <laughs> holding that general area. Um, so okay. it's, he's either out tonight or he's going to be fine. I'm not totally sure. We'll see on the injury report. Um, so that might be something to monitor in this game. Yeah. I think this is a tough one, obviously with Conley out, um, kind of a low total for these two teams that can get up and down, but you know, the star power is not out there. I do still think that over 222, not too high of a number could be mm. my look at this game. I, I mentioned Utah's potential money line parlay leg earlier. I kind of don't necessarily like that as much without Conley. Um, okay. They've kind of been a little bit less trustworthy as of late and to lose a second starter now, like you said, it stresses out your whole team and, you know, it, it puts more emphasis on your depth and asks you to bring more guys into the rotation. So I think this is probably a stay away on the spread. Um, thoughts on that total? A little bit low, right? With the Kings, they, they've been obviously an over team all year. Yeah, a little bit low, um, especially that team total at 107. I mean, you know, Sacramento is a jump shooting team. So like getting up those three pointers, obviously uh, check the injury report for Harrison Barnes. Um, but yeah, that 107 for the Kings team total seems a little low to me. I think it'd be funny if we see like the 430 report come out and says uh, Harrison Barnes out with a nuts injury. <laughs> <laughs> a shot I to wish, the nuts. <laughs> I wish I wish I had the volume. I, I was watching that game on mute, the Kings, uh, the Kings Mavs game, and I, I couldn't tell what it if it was a groin pull or a groin shot. Um, so we'll have to see on the injury report. Um, <laughs> Let's get to this last game on the slate. Obviously, just this one's going to be really fun to watch. Uh, the Los Angeles Clippers go to Phoenix, where the Suns are a four-point home favorite. A little bit of a storyline here with Kawhi Leonard now upgraded to doubtful from out. Um, yeah. So we'll have to see what that 130 injury report looks like. If Kawhi could potentially go tonight, that would be awesome. Uh, just for the viewing standpoint, Nicholas Batum questionable. Jay Crowder also questionable for the Phoenix Suns, as well as Dario Saric. So some Injury questions to be resolved here. Phoenix coming off that great win in New York. Clippers coming off a loss to New Orleans. Uh, total at 221. Munaf, where are you going with this game here? Yeah, I think what this is probably the game of the night. Um, yeah, game of the week, I would have to say, probably. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I want to see if these two teams have gotten together here uh, earlier this season. Uh, they did get together on January 3rd. That was early in the season. Um don't see anything. I think this is, a, oh yeah, and then they got together April 8th where Clippers got the victory by 10, 103, one, oh, sorry, 113, 103. And then that January game, 112, 107 and the loss too. So I think the question in this game is going to kind of come down to which team like needs this victory more. And is it the Clippers or do you think it's the Suns? I mean, I think it's both of them, right? I mean, I, I do. So, obviously, right now, you look at the standings. Phoenix is one game behind yeah. Utah for the one seed. The Clippers are one game behind Phoenix for the two seed. You know, we, we it's still very unclear how much home court is going to matter in the in the playoffs and also the question of, you know, the three seed, you're probably going to have to play Dallas. The two seed, you're probably going to get a much easier match. I think both teams will be really, really invested in getting this W tonight. In terms of on the floor, obviously Kawhi, I think, kind of changes the balance of this game because yeah. it gives you another one of those big wings that's just really tough to deal with um, for for the Clippers. So I hope he is out there. I think I would lean to Phoenix. I think this number is a little bit bigger than I thought it was going to be. Um, I, I was yeah. expecting a two or a two and a half, mm -hmm. but I do kind of still want to lean with Phoenix here. I think that their you know, CP and, and, and Devin Booker are going to be a lot for this Clippers perimeter defense that has been you know struggling at times, especially without Kawhi. So I would lean to Phoenix minus four, uh, but 
at the same time, I mean, this Clippers team has been really, really good. And, you know, that one loss to the Pelicans shouldn't be enough to kind of throw us off the scent. So very, very excited to watch this game. I think it's a little bit hard to handicap right now just with the uncertainty on the injury report. Yeah, and you take a look at what Kawhi has done against the Phoenix Suns this season in their two games, 39 points in the January matchup and then 33 in that April matchup. So the damage that he's done against the Suns, I think is significant. And obviously on the defensive end also, what we know what Kawhi can do. So um, right now I would probably lean with taking Phoenix also. But again, as soon as you see, if you see anything on the injury report come out about Kawhi Leonard playing, then that would, that's going to shift my um, shift my pick from the Suns to the Clippers in. Yeah, and obviously we have until 10 p.m. Eastern to kind of discuss this game in the Slack channel. Yeah. So definitely feel free to join us at sg.pn slash Slack. Any thoughts on the total at 221 here? I think it's spot on. You know, we, we, we yeah, take a look at, um, you know, the Thursday game on, on April 8th. It finished at 216, and then I think it was 222 in the earlier – or 219. So um, obviously your offenses get better throughout the season. Um, but I, uh, no opinion on this. So I, I think it's, it's, it's right where it needs to, or the book's got this one, right? Yes, sir. Let's, uh, let's actually do that early slate. Which game is going on your main TV late slate? Which game is going on your main TV? Man, I know you, um, I know you have many TVs, so you might not be the right person to ask. <laughs> yeah, I have three. So, uh, but I'm trying to, you know, start watching more baseball because we started the baseball podcast okay. also, okay. but, um, you know, trying to keep up with baseball, but, I think the early slate for me, I'm going to have the Lakers and Washington on there for sure. And then um, I'll probably have Charlotte and Boston on there for the early games. And then I think the two late games will probably be the Portland uh, and Memphis at, at eight o'clock for me. And then the, obviously the Clippers and the sun. So um, I, I think once the Lakers and Washington game, cause it, it is on the eat, but those games are on ESPN tonight. So um, I'll have two TVs dedicated to basketball tonight. And then, you know, I'll try to find a baseball game that I, I, I want to watch here tonight. So those three games for sure, I'll be watching here tonight. Yeah, there we go. I definitely am going to go with Knicks bulls, obviously. And then probably yeah. Lakers wizards in the early slate. Um, and then uh, nuggets, Pelicans, Blazers, Grizzlies, Clippers, Suns might have to find a way to get a third screen going um, at some point tonight. As we speak, the Cleveland Cavaliers go up to minus four, but I will take them still as my lock on this slate. All right. I'm going to go with the Cleveland Cavaliers minus the four. Um, In terms of player prop, don't necessarily have one. Let's go uh, to you. What are your locks for the slate for tonight? Yeah. um, For the slate tonight, let's see. I I really like New York here tonight. I think against the Chicago Bulls, a lesser opponent um, bounce back spot for them. Like we mentioned the stats, I'm not going to rattle them off again, but lock up uh, New York minus the four for full game. And also maybe take a look at that first half minus a two. Um, and then as far as a player prop, I really liked uh, Terry Rozier, 21 and a half over that points going into uh, Boston tonight. And then uh Yacht Bertle over the seven and a half rebounds. So uh, those two player props I, I do like for tonight. And I will have, I believe, a player prop uh, uh, post on our on our website tonight, So uh, or sorry, this afternoon. So definitely check that out, and I'll drop that into the uh, Slack channel also. Hell yeah. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with Pirtle as well. Um, you know, it's, it's, he's been really good. And, uh, you know, you mentioned those really good stats about the Miami Heat struggle against opposing bigs. Um and I'll also throw out that Cleveland team total over 107. That's at 107 and a half right now on my screen. So um, ticking up a little bit seems to be some momentum for the Cavs, but really, really big slate tonight. We're going to skip the divisional download today because I do have to run. Yeah. Um, but Munaf, very fun breaking down the slate with you as always. Where can the people find you on Twitter? Find me on Twitter at SportsNerd824. Have my plays up there as usual. And definitely, you know, um, check out my player props post tonight on our website at SportsGamblingPodcast.com. Yes, check out everything at SportsGamblingPodcast.com. Do you have a play off the top of your head for the Valspar Championship in golf this weekend? I kind of mentioned last night I'm I'm retiring from uh, 
Oh, oh. <laughs> pick up no, uh, or retire from golf. <laughs> no, um, I, I haven't gotten a chance to dig into to the golf stuff. Hopefully, you know, I've, it's going to be a busy day of getting this post up and then, you know, going through baseball and then uh, hopefully at night I'll, I'll have some place for golf. So again, you know, join the Slack channel. We have so many different channels in there from, from NBA to golf to NFL top shots been, been popping off in there. So definitely, definitely get into our Slack channel. Yeah, definitely get into Slack channel. The NBA channel has been really fun. Obviously NFL draft coming up. I see yes. some early fantasy stuff on the website. That's sports gambling Please join us in the Slack that you can sign up at sg.pn slash Slack. Please also check out all the other shows on the uh, Sports Gambling Podcast Network, as well as the Sports Gambling Podcast, the original show on the network. You can follow me on Twitter at NBA Zach B. And uh, please, if you like the show, subscribe, rate, and review. Um, and uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. We will catch you guys tomorrow with uh, Munaf and Titus. Let it ride, everyone. Let's have a big Wednesday night. Basketball, give me, give me, give me the ball because I'm going to. 